tired of the everyday grind? Ever dream of a life of romantic adventure? Want to get away from it all? We offer you a chance to get away, designed to free you from the four walls. Listen as Bergen Stages Radio Theater brings you Escape. You are trapped in a snowbound cabin in northern Canada, with the temperature slowly dropping, while across the table from you, his eyes staring at you, is your only companion, a madman, waiting for his chance to kill you. It was late October when the Radio Shack burned down. We never did decide whose fault it was. Maybe Coble with the cigarettes, or maybe me. Anyway, I guess the whole thing began when we lost the phone transmitter and receiver Coble and I had been sent up to the Northwest Territory by the Canadian Geodetic Survey people. It was a long job, and the biggest part of it was loneliness. I remember what Coble said as we watched the government supply boat steaming off. It's going to be a long winter. Yeah. Hope they don't run into any trouble on the way back. That ice is closing in fast. Yeah. Well, so long, fellas. See you next spring. Huh. It's getting cold. Feels like snow. Probably get some tonight. Yeah. Well, we might as well get the rest of this stuff unpacked, huh? All right. It's kind of lonely with them gone, you know? Yeah. I guess it's the quiet. You better get used to it. Oh, I will. It's funny, you know, after spending most of your life in cities, I suppose you feel this kind of thing more. There's an awful lot of nothing out there. You need a drink. Come on. It wasn't that Koble was moody or anything like that. I think he wasn't used to being out of touch with people and things that he was accustomed to in the cities. I was the opposite. I kind of liked the loneliness. As a matter of fact, now that I think about it, we were a pretty strange couple to hit it off the way we did. And when you got seven months to spend alone with another man, you gotta be sure of each other. And we thought we were. Until after the radio was gone. That day it burned, we stood in the snow watching the embers glowing and wisps of smoke rising into the sky. Well, it's gone. We still got the code center, just in case. Yeah, I know. But I'm going to miss the programs and the music. I'll tell you, we could send a message to base if you want. Ask him to fly another. Oh, no, no. You know old McLeod, he'd boil. He'd scream, waste of money. He'd probably take it out of our pay. No, we'll do without it. Well, that, that's all right with me. You're a hearty soul. I don't think you'd mind if you had to stay here alone for seven months, you know? It'd be dull. I wouldn't have anybody to beat at chess. Well, I think we better use those theodolites tomorrow. Get to work on that western section over the range. Triangulation. Oh, Jack? Yeah? What? If it was my cigarette that burned down the shack. Sorry. Forget it. I may have done it myself. Forget it. By the end of November, we'd done pretty well as far as work was concerned. But Koble was getting jittery. We had a week stretch where we couldn't move out of the camp. 
It was around 30 below outside and blowing 60 miles an hour. Koble had read most of the things we'd brought along and was sitting at the table, trying to beat his solitaire game. I was oiling my gun. Ah. Odds against you every time. Don't I know it. I wish this weather would ease off. It will. Hey, I got an idea. What? What do you say we open our Christmas presents tonight? Our Christmas? It's November. I know, I know. But I bet there'll be some books. I told my folks to pack some books. Well, what do you do when you finished them? I don't know. But I gotta do something. I just wish we had the radio. Look, we can send a message. If McLeod wants to cut our heads off for burning up his property, he'll have to come here to do it. If not, maybe he'll be feeling good and send it to us. Right. It's worth a try. Do you mind? It's not you, Jack. We talk and play chess and it's swelled, but... Well, I miss the outside. I feel like... Well... I know. Give me a pencil. Here you are. Thanks. Here, how's this sound? Radio Shack burnt to ground. Can you send new receiver? Um, Jack, couldn't you say emergency? Oh, that'd go over big with McLeod. We'd miss Canadian and U.S. mystery shows, must continue to hear them in order to keep up our work. Uh, uh-uh. Leave it as is. Say, switch on the generator, will you? It's kind of stuffy in here, isn't it? I was thinking it was cold. Old woman. Cloud's gonna love this. The reply from McLeod came back the following day. It was long, involved, and said what could have been said in one word. No. Our chief was a very careful man and believed in others following his example. Therefore, if our radio was gone, it was our fault, and next time we should be more careful. And that was that. The weather let up a bit, and we got work done. It was terribly cold, but it didn't bother us now that the wind was gone. I noticed that Koble was much quieter after a request for the radio had been turned down. I began to get a feeling as though he had blamed me for it. So, a week before Christmas, we'd just finished supper, and I said, Uh, Larry, about those Christmas presents. What about them? Ah, uh, what do you say we, uh, um, open them? Well, I thought you didn't want to till Christmas. I changed my mind. Oh? What's the matter? Are you trying to be nice to me? I can take this as well as you can. You know, I, I don't need you feeling sorry for me. Oh, I'm not sorry. I don't give a good stink one way or the other. I'm just saying if you want to open the packages now, it's all right with me. They're yours. It's not my business. Ah, forget it. Do what you want. No, wait a minute. Will you open yours? <laughs> sure. Okay. He got a hammer and started to pry open the case. Our family and friends had done their shopping in August, and we'd put their gifts together in the case. And at the sight of all those colorful wrappings, Cole began to smile. Aw, oh, that mother of mine. He was back in touch again. They were little things, but a label, a scratch of handwriting, the feel of something different was blotting out his loneliness. That great, 
far coldness outside. Hey, we did great. Hey, come on over. Come on, see what you got. Okay. Doesn't feel like books. They wouldn't pack them like this, would they? They might. This is from my sister. You met her, Jack. Nancy, the one in Winnipeg. Oh, Nancy. Uh, yeah, sure. Hey, look. What? Look at that. Look what we got. It's a phonograph. A phonograph? Yeah, there must be some records in here. Jack, wind it up, will you? Oh, yeah. This is great. There's a big sack of them here. There, there must be... Of all the lousy, crummy luck. What? What's the matter? They're broken. They're broken. Oh, that's a shame. All of them? Well, wait a minute. Oh, there's two of them. That's okay. Well, that's good. <laughs> Great. Listen to this, will you? Bugle calls of His Majesty's Army. What? I mean it. Look. It belonged to my father. I remember him playing it when I was a kid. Well, what's the other one? Let's see. Oh, it's Age of Gold, Shostakovich. It's one of my favorites. No Benny Goodman or anything like that? No. That's right. I forgot. You don't much like this long hair music, do you? Uh, not much, but it's okay. Come on, let's take a listen to that bugle call thing. That ought to be something. Here, I think I got it wound up enough. Wait till I tell Nancy about that fancy packing job of hers. Oh boy, this brings back memories. The alarm. You know, we could have used this when the shack burned down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, we got a couple of laughs out of that old record. Played it a couple times, had a couple drinks. I'd tell you that phonograph, even with only two records, it made a lot of difference to us. The strain seemed to be gone. And then Koble put on his Sostakovich and got lost in it. To me, it wasn't much. It was all cluttered up with a lot of noise that hurt your ears. He must have played it half a dozen times while we unwrapped the rest of the things. There were a lot of books and magazines, and it was real good. I figured we could stretch him out for at least three months. That'd take us into March. But by the next day, the weather turned bad. A blizzard came down. We stayed inside until the day after Christmas. And Koble, he was like a kid. He smoked cigars, drank brandy, listened to his record, and read. In ten days, he'd read every single thing. And then he had nothing to do but play his record. Bum, bum. Oh, you're not going to play it again. Uh, sure. Do you mind? Well, I wouldn't mind not listening to it for a while. Uh, why don't you try the bugle calls? They're, they're quieter anyway. Well, you need to learn to appreciate good music, Jack. You're missing something. Well, maybe I will, but not from that. It's beautiful. Well, not to me it isn't. Why don't you let it go for a while, huh? All right. All right, if you feel that way about it. How about a game? Uh, no. Not right now, thanks. 
I want to finish reading this article. What are you reading? Oh, yeah. I read that. That's not much. You know, that guy never could write. Oh, I think it's pretty good. It depends on what you're used to reading, I guess. What kind of crack is that? Oh, nothing. Nothing. It just depends on what you're used to reading. That's all. Does that make me lowbrow? Oh, you said it. I didn't. You better check the oil outside. I did it yesterday. It's your turn. Uh-uh. I did it this morning. In this weather, we do it twice a day. You remember. Oh, yes, sir. You trying to be funny? No, no. I just didn't like the way you said it. We're both in charge here, you know, not you or me. Nobody gives orders here. We share the responsibility. Okay, okay. Do your share. All right. All right, I'm going out to check the oil, not because you said to do it, you know, but because I want to. Well, good for you. When I think of it now, we sound like a couple of kids. And I can't even remember what it was that set us off. But I'll never forget what happened because of that day. You don't easily forget a thing like... death. Koble and I didn't talk to each other the next few days. Not the way we used to, I mean. Just conversation that was necessary to do our work. And that was it. He didn't play his record either. New Year's Eve day, we got a couple of messages through in code from our families. I guess we felt pretty bad. Koble was trimming the oil stove when I decided to try and make things up. Uh, say, Larry. Yeah. Look, about that business the other night, I... I... I'm sorry. It's my fault. Really, it's... It's kind of silly, you know? Yeah. You know, it's probably just as well that we had the bust up then. There's... <laughs> Still three months to go before that ship comes back. Yeah, I know. And thanks for not playing that record. It's okay. Uh, I, I wish the wind would stop. It gets on my nerves. You know something? I got something that's good for that. What? <laughs> what do you got there? Something to toast the new year. Champagne! Yup. And two bottles. What an idea. Jack, this is wonderful. We'll stick them outside for a couple minutes and cool them off. Uh, here, let me have them. I'll do it. Wind will cut you in two. Ugh. It's cold. You want to know something? The best thing for you and me to do is get roaring, stinking drunk. Champagne with brandy chasers. Right. Happy New Year, Larry. Same to you, Jack. And we got drunk. We got red-eyed drunk. We talked about women and ourselves and our dreams. It was sloppy, and it was great. The feeling of a haze you get when it doesn't matter, and you're feeling good about everything. And it was fine. Until Koble decided it was time to hear some music. I, uh... Jack, I want you to really listen to this now. I mean, really listen, this Shostakovich. He makes them all look sick with this thing. Now, I want you to really listen. Uh, no, I don't, I don't want to hear that thing. Don't put it on for me. No, 
No, really, give it a chance. Just, just listen to it. I don't like it, Harry. Larry. Larry. Now, listen. I'm gonna explain it. Listen. Listen to what he does with rhythm. It's great music, friend. It's really great. <laughs> That's not music. It's a lot of noise. It's noise. Jack, Jack, shut up, will ya? You're not listening. Don't tell me to shut up. You know, you just don't understand good music. That's the matter with you. I understand that I don't want to listen to it. That's enough. Well, I want to hear it. Jack, don't take that off. Take your hands off and you're going to get hurt. Now listen, Jack. You stay away from that machine. Get out of my way. You don't have to get pushy. Brains out for that. I'm sick of you and your filthy music and everything about. Don't touch that record! Now take a good listen because you're not gonna hear it anymore. This thing, not as long as I'm here. Put it down, Jack. I mean it. I mean it, put it down. Put it down or I'll. I'll shoot. I'll do it if you don't put that record down. And I got sober. I might never have had a drink I was so sober. Koble had reached up for one of the holsters that hung near the door, and he wobbled to his feet, the gun held tightly in his hand, and there was blood running out of his mouth and down his chin, and I just stood there, and I put the record down on the turntable. We were going to break it, weren't you? Weren't you? Yeah. I knew you were. I know. Because it gives me pleasure to listen to it, and you don't like that. Well, listen, I want to listen to it, and you don't, so... So you get outside. Larry, you don't. Go on. I'll kill you if you don't. Now get outside. Larry, you're crazy. It's 40 below out there. I'll freeze to death. It'll do you real good. Now you go on, Jack. You get outside. All right. But let me get my things. No. Larry, listen to me. You're drunk. You don't know what you're doing. You open that door. Open it! Now go on out. Larry! Larry! Let me in, Larry! Larry, you hear me? Let me in, Larry! And inside, I thought I heard music again. It was crazy crazy drunk. I went around the back trying to get away from the wind, but it wasn't any good. There wasn't anywhere to get away from it. I'd seen what happened to men caught in the open this way, and I knew how quickly it could happen. So I ran, I jumped, anything to keep moving. And all the time I couldn't believe it was happening. I don't know how much time went by. Maybe a minute. Maybe it was ten. Jack? Jack, where are you? Jack! I heard him calling. Through the flurries of powdered snow blown off the roof, I saw Koble standing in the doorway. I saw the gun still in his hand, hanging by his side. Come on in, Jack! And I forgot the cold. Jack! I only knew that Koble had gone mad and he was going to kill me. Somehow, I had to get him away from the cabin. Get him outside where I'd have a chance. I waited for a minute, and then... 
Larry? Larry! Over here, Larry! Jack! Over here! I knew he heard me. Jack? And I saw him move out from the doorway. Where are you? Can you hear me? Where are you? Over here! Over this way! And I moved back behind the hummock. I thought I might be able to make a wide circle and double back to the cabin before he knew it was happening. Jack! I can't hear you! Can you hear me? Jack! Where are you? Larry! Larry! And the wind burned my eyes so that I couldn't see, and I... I tripped and fell, and my hands bare didn't feel the coldness of the snow any longer. Jack! Jack, over here! Jack! Can you hear me? He... he must have seen me. He was closer now. Close enough to shoot. I tried to run, stumbling, falling, and then it was easier. I was going downhill, but he was behind me. Jack! Jack, it's... it's all right! Don't be scared! Jack! And then there was something different in the feel of the ground beneath me. It wasn't ground anymore. Not snow. It was ice. Jack! I'd reached the shore, and I was going out to the frozen sea. Jack, don't go out there! I began to imagine that I could feel the movement of the sea beneath me, and I... <laughs> and suddenly it didn't matter anymore. I didn't care. I couldn't run. I just wanted to lie down. Jack? I just wanted to lie down. Jack, take it easy. It's all right. It's going to be all right. You don't have to be afraid. Jack, you can have the gun if you want. I wouldn't hurt you. Jack? When it happened, Cole was no more than eight feet away from me. But just lay there, watching, waiting for him to shoot. And the dark ribbon that split the ice grew wider and wider. A semicircle of ice had cracked away. It wasn't very big. It was drifting out away. Away. The ribbon was no longer a ribbon, and in that moment I knew that he hadn't wanted to kill me. Jack? That I'd been wrong. Jack, help! Larry! Larry, jump in! Swim! Now, come on, swim! You can make it! I can't... Come on, Larry, swim! I can't swim! I can't swim, Jack! Well, try to, you gotta try! Please, hurry, Larry! Jack, please! I wanted to get you back to the cabin, I wasn't gonna hurt you! The ice moved away faster after that. Jack, do something! I don't wanna die, Jack! And then I couldn't see him anymore. He was lost in the blackness. Please! Jack, you gotta do something! But I could hear him. <laughs> oh lord, I could hear him. Jack? Jack! You gotta help me! I can't swim! You gotta do something! You gotta help! Jack! Jack? Can you hear me? Jack! Jack! Larry! Larry! Somehow I... I got back to the cabin.
I remember getting the transmitter switched on, sending the message through. And then I got a flashlight and my furs on. I don't know how long I was down there on the ice, shouting, looking. But I knew he was gone. I'd never see him again. And in the gray morning, the planes came. And for two days, they searched until the weather forced them back. And that was all. They flew me back to the hospital. Maybe I'll lose my hands. Maybe not. They're not sure yet. Well, it doesn't matter anyway. You've been listening to Bergen Stage's Radio Theater's production of Escape, featuring Karl Marx as Jack and Alexander Preziosi as Kobel. Thank you to Dean Matson, our recording engineer and sound effects creator, to Marianne Coe, our video engineer, to Bergen Community College, the BCC Office of Student Life, and the BCC Media Technologies Department. I am Jim Bumgardner, your host. Tune in again to another episode of Bergen Stage's Radio Theater soon, and be sure to catch some of our earlier episodes available online. Until next time, remember, don't touch that dial, and if you do, remember to disinfect it first.